Welcome, welcome, welcome to the championship edition of Spilt Milk. I am your host, two-time champion, long-time commissioner, Diz. And I'm joined by uh, my good friend and, uh, you know, uh, bridesmaid, longtime enthusiast, uh, <laughs> PMR Pooja Bowl finalist, uh, Giacomo Cardo, or uh, his, as many of us know him. Uh, excited to be back after well, quite a long break here, um, but e even more excited that we're going to do a wrap-up show for Pooja Bowl 11. This is really something. Uh can I say I? You know I. I just I'm looking at something here. Um, I, I I wish this was video because the bottom screen of the four people who didn't make the playoffs are the guy in a mask. I forget what you call. It. And then you've got Mark, Serby, and Bear. This yeah. Like the Taliban most wanted list. Do you notice that? <laughs> it does. It does. I, as we're talking, I was looking at that. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> it is kind of funny, yeah, because Nick Nick offline brazen from last year. So I posted the image earlier today. He they're in the margin here of potential people who who would be in the tournament, but are are you know on the outside looking in. And yeah, Mark has a very American Taliban looking beard there. Like I don't know if that's just for men, just brushed in to enhance it. If that's post effect, but his beard is is impressive in that photo. Put that next to the anonymous mask, uh, Nick Offline Brazen. And then, uh, you know, let's be honest, uh, you know, our all of our bronzed friends in Servi and, right. and Bear. Yeah. And Bear, I've selected kind of this tuxedo godfathery looking picture. And it does definitely seem like like links in the chain to funneling money illegally to terrorist organizations. Yeah. If not. Servi, Servi looks like the guy who's going to strap explosives on and go bomb yeah. himself. Yeah. And then Bear's the one who's just sitting there with like five wives telling everybody <laughs> what to do, you know? <laughs> I'm seeing it. Uh, might not translate to everybody, but at some point, uh, maybe I'll post uh, on our league. Yeah, got, here. Well, it's on the Telegram. Uh, Go take a look at that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put, I'll put, well, I'll put it on <laughs> Telegram where you can see the, the non-tournament qualifiers. Uh, so you get a look. Okay. Uh, but we're, we're, we're happy. We're happy to be talking Pooja Bowl 11. If you don't know, uh, now you know, as, as Biggie says, but, uh, or you will know the Pooja Bowl this year. Um, you know, obviously, I'm frustrated to not be part of it. I can't make any justifiable argument given my round one performance. Um, but, but if I'm not going to be in it, to see James and Giacomo go head to head is is a pretty exciting uh, matchup. I think, in just in terms of engagement, in terms of trash talking, in terms of future references. This one does line itself up to be an interesting matchup, uh, you know, box scores aside, just in terms of the, the drama, the storyline. Jagamo, what, what do you think? And I don't know if yeah, you want to no. give him. Well, much. and uh, so James and I, you know, we're really good friends and I've never been, um, you know, a hated rival of his when it comes to fantasy, mm -hmm. mostly because I haven't had that much success. No, you've been terrible. It's true. Yeah. Um, so but what's fun with the Yahoo, which I didn't mention, and I don't know, maybe. I don't know if you can set this on ESPN, but and I don't know if I said, but anyway, you get an alert every time somebody makes a transaction. Right. So I have been this week, like, for example, he picked up Robbie Gold. And so I immediately, I mean, literally the second, a second later, <laughs> I knew he would be worried. I texted him. Hey, didn't you hear um, Robbie Gold's wife bit off his toe when she was sucking his toes last night? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I know he's a good And he was like, you're stalking my fantasy, you know, but anyway, so I've been doing that all week. Any little thing I see he does, I send him a text, which is fun. 
And I know deep down, James, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's put, pulling out all the stops, pickups, drops, whatever. But mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, this is at least my third, if not my fourth time in the championship. So I've had some, I've had some runs. So, but I've never won it over. I mean, Pooja has been eleven years. We had another league before that, I think. So, yeah, I never won. I've never won fantasy football in any league. So, and and and, I, and to be honest, I'm definitely the under underdog when it comes in here. But we'll we'll get into more of that later. So, well, yeah, James is yeah. as much as it pains me to say, and it does pain me to say, it, he's had an impressive dynasty. Yeah. Um. You know, so like last year I was in the finals of this league, our Puja Milk, and obviously we ended up taking it home. But I was also in the finals of James's league. Uh, and he united those titles, which I think is a, an accomplishment that I have to give him credit. To, to get sure. both belts in one year is, uh, you know, it's like the golden slam of tennis or, you know, the Masters. It's, it is it is credit where credit's due. And as I said, it pains me to uh, offer a rival uh, that compliment. So. Yeah, I think just based on track record dynasties, I mean, you are playing the New England Patriots of fantasy football sure. this week. Um, doesn't mean you can't win, but, it, you know, the, the it's, narrative is already carved out a bit. Yeah, I'm the 80s, uh, 80s, early 90s Buffalo Bills, and he's yeah. your right. He's the Patriots, Tom Brady Patriots. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. 100%. So the, I guess the goal here, we, Giacomo and I, we're going to go through the tournament bracket. Uh, Jock, to your point, though, about the league. So just for history's sake, Pooja Milk Reloaded, that R, is the indicator that, you know, that was when I took. So I've been commissioner now then 11 seasons uh, because as I transitioned it from the Aegis Brothers LLC, um, it, it came as Pooja Milk and I revamped it and, and added the R as Pooja Milk Reloaded. I believe uh, that was in popular culture time. Around the same time, The Matrix Reloaded was a, uh, a blockbuster mm. franchise that was happening. So. Uh, you know, just history for you in case Deion Sanders asks you, what does it mean? Uh, it probably means come. Um, but uh, beyond that, there's some other things you can explain awkwardly to Deion Sanders, as I did. Um, so what we're talking about doing is getting to the road to the Puja Bowl and just we're looking at the bracket here. Um, as, as Jock mentioned, you know, the people on the outside looking in, uh, you know, some unfamiliar names here to be outside the playoffs. And then, you know, obviously, uh, Bear is no stranger to be on the on, on the outside looking in in the world of fantasy football. And, and I do I have to take the opportunity to point out uh, he did. There were some accusations about me getting as commissioner, getting the top pick in these drafts. And that was how I was performing. I want to point out Bear did have the first overall pick uh, mm. and has squandered it. Uh, I think some other, well, the curse also was part of it. He did lose most of his team uh, yeah. to injury. Well, and and if you look at the brackets just from a perspective of points, you know, you had 69. There was two teams that were over 100. Um, and I think that was the biggest COVID week. I remember looking at that. Yeah, week it was a brutal week. I looked through. I'm like, man, no one's got anybody. Um, so, you know, again, and that's where, you know, James is very active. Ages. Right. And his strategy of always a couple running backs. And he usually picks one of the top three or four quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, say what you want, but it, yeah. it, it works. It works. So well, it's a James love fest so far, but I, I'll give him credit too. I think James accelerate excels uh, in the free agency game. James, yeah. James ad drops over the season generally are where he makes his hay. You know, it, it, he ends up getting a couple good guys, a couple good breaks go his way. Uh, and then he's got a really well-tuned roster. But credit to you, you know, and I think we we can get into this round by round, but 
knowing that our teams are similarly similarly constructed in this league and in the other James League we participate in, um, not having Eckler or Kelsey, so that that's picks one and two, right for your team, and then being able to kind of um, overcome Mikey, and we, we talk about that more specifically. That's that's something. And I was in, in a similar situation where I was looking at my roster. There's no way I'm going to be able to get through this without my picks one and two. But I think it's a testament to being active in free agency. It's a testament to drafting for depth or trying to maintain a roster for depth that you can have your round one, round two picks out. Uh, and in that league, I had my round one, two and three, I think, because I had uh, Swift was also out, um, but still managed to be competitive, um, you know, and and. I don't want to give too many tips because I'd like most of the people in the league to be terrible. I, I would prefer just to steamroll everyone. Um, but it is an, it's an indication of how you, know, you can get ahead by staying active in free agency and really taking a close look at your roster and your bench for, for depth, not just uh, star power. Yeah, and a lot of our listeners don't know, but you're in the championship in, in what I call the horse league. The horse league, and, yeah. uh, and you have Kelsey and Eckler uh, kind of as your as your horses in that yeah. league. So yeah, one and two. They're one yeah, and two. So picks. similar to what I have. And that's what we were talking before. You know, um, and I'm I'm in another league, Bears league that he runs. And I, I, you know, Eckler, um, Kelsey are in the championship in that in that mm-hmm. round too. Aaron Rodgers is on James's team in this, and and he's also in the chat. So you'll always find some of those common guys. And I think Eckler, especially, it's not like he had a three or four 30 or 40 point games, but every game he had 15 to 25, yeah. every game. And he did miss a couple. And, well, he's been pretty stable, but I, yeah. to miss the quarterfinal, I mean, yeah. to have both those guys sit out and then have multiple teams in the championship, it's just a weird year. I, I, I mean, not to, not to discount it, but it's an odd year that that could, that's possible that there's people that you'd have to be able to fill in and, and figure it out um, in terms of spot place. The COVID has been an interesting thing. I think it, it, I was thinking about it today, just in terms of last year, not knowing if there was going to be a season at all. And then this year, it just occasionally wreaking total havoc on a roster or they're going to start their third string quarterback now. So your high end wide receiver is not so good. Um, yeah, it was. And, and James and I actually spoke, you know, I said to him and I think I said, I texted you this too, uh Rex Burkett. I mean, I was down to yeah. nothing. I didn't have anybody else, you know, and I said I was going to send him an edible, edible arrangement. Which is just a, I mean, let's start. It's just a great idea. I mean, that's the perfect <laughs> gift for any occasion. Uh, we'll thank our friends at Edible Arrangements uh, for their support. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you should. I, I don't know that he gets many. He probably would appreciate it. Well, and James said, because uh, uh, he had picked up Jack, is it Justin Jackson, the the backup in, Can- yeah. in uh, San Diego? And he said, if I run into him on the street, I'm going to give him a blowjob. So he, <laughs> he, he won it for him. So. As is his custom, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's interesting, and especially with, you know, passing league and all that, fantasy always, always comes down to running backs. It always does. It just does. Running backs and then one or two other guys, maybe a tight end or yeah. a receiver or a quarterback who's intangible. But if you don't, it's almost always a team that has two running backs performing well right. who wins the last few weeks. It's just, no, I totally agree. Right? It's, a, it's a staple position in terms of, you know, there, there's a there's a high floor for running backs. Right. And if you have none, you you need uh, you need those contributions to be able to make it work just in terms of your points totals. The trick for me, though, is a lot of times in the beginning of the year, you're looking at running backs that you're drafting and thinking, OK, this is going to be kind of this foundation of my team running back. 
And just because injuries are so prevalent in that position, save a couple people, you wind up having guys like Michael Carter on your roster who didn't start the season as their lead back. He he missed games along the way. I have him in, in our horse league as well. But then all of a sudden, come playoff time, makes a ton of impact. You had Burkhead. For me in the other horse league, Damian Harris was that guy. He had a monster game last week. Um, so when you're looking at a depleted running back core, uh, you know, to be able to have those second tier kind of rotational backs that you didn't think you'd be getting big contributions from uh, show up, you know, it, I, your point's taken. I think you always have a good running back. But it, to me, to come back around to the importance of just playing that waiver wire wisely uh, and how James does that so well. You know, he has an eye for not just I have that position filled now, but what happens if somebody gets hurt? What happens if my guy gets hurt? What what happens if another premier rusher is available and tends to be a little ahead of the game on that? No, I, I try to be that myself, but, you know, it doesn't always work out. I uh, I think this is a good time. I want to mention Dan Bellato. Yeah, well, let's start. Let's get in the bracket here. Okay, go ahead. Let's do that. Okay. Matchup number matchup number one here. Uh, Dan Bellato's run and shoot. Um, I think a, I mean, a real threat over the course of this year, uh, as I looked at well, who I thought might be in this Puja Bowl 11, Dan, you know, top of mind, but I, I'll turn it to you. Cause I think you had something in the, in the hopper there about Dan. He had possibly, so I'm looking at it right now. Josh Allen, number two, as far as points total, Cooper cup, number 10, and then Jonathan Taylor, number nine. So probably, I mean, three of the top, five to 10 fantasy players this mm-hmm. year on his team. Um, and that's why 12 and two in the regular season, 1,924.75 points. Second place as far as point totals was Mikey. You are McGreevy with 1664.65. So we're talking almost 300 points more than anybody else. And you see it in the playoffs consistently. 127.30. And then when he lost in the semifinals, 127.20. Yeah. That's how consistent a guy like Allen's been, Cooper Cup. I was looking at his stats today. His lowest catch total in a game was five. And he's, I think he's got 132 receptions for the year, broken the record there. So, you know, if there was ever a President's Trophy winner that, you know, the NHL gives out for the regular Mm -hmm. season, I mean, Dan's team was just, and I, and I, I didn't look at the specific matchup yet with James, but he lost by eight points. If there was ever somebody who, you know, this is the guy who should have won it, it, it he, he, there's an argument there. But again, that's that's just not how it works. So, yeah, yeah, I agree, and I think honorable mention for Dan in terms of just being, you know, Absolutely. an all around good team. I think, you know, obviously injuries are always part of how anyone finishes off. You look at Nick Brazen's outside the playoff hunt here, and I think he got hit by injuries. Derrick Henry was a big motor of his offense, uh, and I know lost him later in the season, and I think. Uh, you see where he kind of just fell out of contention. Uh, but Dan had it had it together. Um, you know, and I'm sympathetic. I've been there before. I've been in that same situation where you, you have a team where you feel really good about. And even the names you read off, uh, the Josh Allens, the Cooper Cup, for who me personally was very frustrating being a guy who had Robert Woods earlier in the year, that Cooper Cup was like the focal point of the offense was somewhat unexpected. Um, but, you know, hats off to Dan. Um you know, I've lost to James before too. Sorry, homie. It's a it's a rough break. Um, yeah, not this guy. And so I'm looking at that matchup now. So he had Jarvis Landry in his flex, who got seven and a half points on his bench. Listen to this: Amon Ross, St. Brown, twenty one mm-hmm. and a half points. Rashad Penny, twenty one and a half points. 
and I don't remember if it's this league or one of my other leagues, but it was two, three weeks into the season. I gave up on Landry. I the consistency. I watched some some Browns games or clips of them. The consistency was not there. And you know, listen, I'm on Ross A. Brown. We all watch a lot of Lions games, or at least I do. The, the most consistent player the Lions have had all year. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm surprised to see um that he had Landry in there in his flex instead of instead of a guy like St. Brown. And if he had say he lost by eight, he would have won. So again, it, but but like you said, it comes down to decision making and and really you you know, T. Higgins went off for 39 and a half points for James. Was that did we know that Joe Burrow was gonna throw five five hundred and twenty-five yards against the Ravens? Probably not, but that's you know, hey, it happens. Yep. Yeah, and I benefited from Higgins in some places too, so know how that goes and probably happy for James. But not a terrible surprise. I mean, good for Brad to be in the playoffs. The Desert Rose uh Desert Rosas eliminated there and I was very happy. Not many pictures of Brad on the internet, but somehow this <laughs> this made the cut. Uh so I was happy to Why does he have that carrot top hair? What is that? Yeah, it's very it's a very odd photograph. Um I think he was try- <laughs> he was trying on a wig or something. Uh, and the eyes obviously are selling it. So he's working it and making it happen. Um, sliding down, though, I guess, to round uh, the second part of that first round of uh, round one of the, the finals here, uh, road to the finals. James knocking off Mike Baskin's team. Um, kudos to Baskin. Think back to the draft time. Him looking at uh, drafting from a camper with no electricity mm-hmm. and being in the running uh, for worst draft. Uh, I'm trying to think if memory serves who I, who we did award that to. Was it Barchi? Yeah. I think Barchi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, when he made the playoffs as well. So good for, good for Baskin, uh, to, to, to make it into the hunt. I know he had some big weeks, um, as the season went on too. Yeah. But uh, he was up there at the top. And remember we discussed, you know, he was, he was up there at the top to start the season. Barchi was up there at the top to start the season. We had kind of said, we actually like Nick's team a lot. Who, who, yeah. Surprisingly, fell off, but we liked Dan's team. We liked uh, Mikey's team, and and you can see, you know, they they were both semifinalists. So, I mean, you know, but it's interesting. I'm looking at the the game he had uh, with James here in the in the quarterfinals. Tom Brady, six point nine points. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. and that is in a dome against the state Saints, which is interesting. So, you know, it's just you, you don't know. And and I oh now I remember that game. He had all of his top receivers were out, all of them. So. This COVID thing, you know, it, it bit him there too. It's funny that game. T. Higgins had three points for 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 James. So, you know, who knows? Yeah, it's hit or it can be hit or miss. Really, it can be, and it's it's hard to predict. Even when you think about a guy who's pretty consistent, like Tom Brady, mm-hmm. um, kind of not a goose egg exactly, but really kind of leaving you in the lurch. And Amon Ross St. Brown is a good example of that too, where he's surging right now. And I have him on a roster and I'm trying to make a decision this week about, do I put him in the lineup? Um, you know, it's one of those where you're like, I guess maybe I should. Um, but if you end, if that ends up biting you, it'd be easy to say, why would I have played a guy in the lions? That that's just terrible. <laughs> um, so I think as a lions fan, as Dan is, and I am, and you are, uh, there was probably a little of that Lions juju of like, I play if I play them, they're going to break my heart. That will be the time that they totally leave me in the lurch. Yeah. It's a good point. It's happened before. <laughs> yeah, but because then you lose twice. It's, it's it's the Lions losing is to be expected. But then when you lose in fantasy football, it's just insult to injury, uh, and then it hurts when they when they cause you to lose in fantasy. So yeah, James, I mean, 
Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go no, ahead. I say, just to wrap it up, James, obviously, he's a scrappy player. He's a survivor. He finds a way into the finals. And I think it's easy to say, and I don't think he'd be bothered by it. He's definitely the underdog going into that matchup with Dan and, and finds a way to get to the final. So, yeah, you know, no, I mean, congrats and, to James. And, you know, I'm a big stickler on, uh, oh, man, this guy had that score. Or what if they would have got? I, and I know that's I, I'm not I don't with the covid stuff. I don't do that this year because it's just it's so random. You know, like you had 69 points. I mean, that was. I, 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 I'm I not even, let me, I can pull that match. I think up. that was a season low for me. I don't, I didn't yeah, look I mean, back at, at the stats, but I wouldn't have been surprised if, if that was my season low, because that I was agree. a, uh, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty poor week. And, and if anything, honestly, it made it a little easier to me, for me emotionally to get bumped, bumped out of contention was to be like, well, you can't make an argument that you should have won if your team scores less than 70 points. Yeah. It's just kind of one where you have to say, well, that's what it is. And we're going to move on. We're going to move on. We'll figure out a way to build a little different next year. Well, and it, but your high score was D Foreman running back for Tennessee, 16 and a half. So I don't, is he even on their team anymore? Who knows? You know, so it's, different guys are starting mm-hmm. all over the place. You had Pratt, you had Pat Freermuth in. The Penn State, uh, everybody loves him over at Pittsburgh, yep. 5.7. I mean, you just don't know. And you don't expect Kamara to get four points, you know? Yeah, that was one of those weeks. Just a, a down week across the board. And my team in this league has is, is been pretty streaky that way, too. Yeah. Where there was guys that you'd expect to, you know, be pretty consistent where they weren't. And then and Mixon had a couple huge games, but then also had some duds, too. Uh, but flipping across the bracket here, uh, we'll start start at the top. Mikey and the aforementioned uh, Matt Millen Award winner, um, Barchi, um, which I think, you know, even as we assign that award, we're like, man, he's a couple players making this work away from, you know, being a real threat in the league. Um, I don't know how how actively he's, man, you know, stayed on top of that roster, tried to build depth, um, but he made it to playoffs. So kudos to him. Uh, but he gets dropped by Mikey in, in round one. Uh, pretty decent showing, Mikey, with a 109, which is would have won most of these contests, uh, save a couple or save Dan, I think, is the only person he would have uh, yeah. lost to. Yeah, and I, Mikey had uh, 41 and a half from Mahomes. You know, I don't think Barchi managed too much because he had Swift playing. Um, uh, so, and I think Swift had been out for a couple weeks already at that point. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. And Mikey, I mean, like, strong team, Mahomes. Um, that was really only his Dallas's defense scored 16 points. But other than that, it was Devontae Parker, 14.8. So it was pretty, pretty lackluster there too. And again, that, that was the worst week. I remember looking through all the scores. I'm like, man, this is uh there's some stuff going on here. So yeah, it was a wonky week. So we'll see. Uh, we've spent a lot of time talking about the matchup in Puja Bowl 11, obviously you and James, but Mikey will take on, uh, Dan for uh, third place. So, you know, still, still an opportunity to recoup some dollars and, uh, you know, leave with some honors as we leave this season. Uh, a good reminder too, if you haven't paid already, please do. Uh, I'm going to be reconciling my book. So I'll, I'll be reaching out. I kind of been uh, busy as you guys know, with the show being sort of on a hiatus here, but uh, I'm getting back to it and I will uh, be contacting you if you, if we're behind on payments. So look for that. But I know a number of people paid like right away this year. So do appreciate that. Uh, but Giacomo, you knocked me off here in this sort of slap fight. Um, I would have lost to everyone. I guess you you're, you posted a reasonably good score that would have topped a, a number of competitors in that round. Uh, but you advanced to uh, drop Mikey. And, and, and I mentioned here, this was the one where, you know, you're here without Eckler, you're without Kelsey. 
but Rex Burkhead's the difference maker for you. Yeah, I mean, so it was, you know, the day before, who are we going to put in? Because I had um, Kelsey, Mike Evans, um, and obviously Eckler out. So, you know, Rex Burke, it's it's not often you can find, especially, you know, three weeks before the end of the season, you can find this is the number one running back on this team. Yeah. It got 14 carries the week before. Um, but so really, there was no other options. And it's funny, he actually... Uh, whoever their backup is ran a like a, a Royce Royce Freeman is their other guy ran like a 40 yard touchdown got called back and and so um Burkhead ended up scoring on a 20 yarder a couple plays later so he so he vultured one there had two touchdowns like 140 yards so yeah I mean it's just it's completely random because that was 29 points I won by 22 so you know Hey, I think there's a lot of people in the fantasy world out there that uh, wanna wanna you know send a pizza to Rex Burkhead in the offseason. <laughs> yeah. you know because and then as I mentioned, Mike Evans didn't play, so Tyler Johnson, second year receiver at Tampa, I stuck him in the lineup. He's supposed to be their slot guy. Zero points, nothing. Targeted one time the whole game. So there you go. It could work in your advantage, and and obviously more times than not, it could work against you as well. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's what happened, but really, you know, if you remember the mid season, I put most of my free agent dollars into Daryl Williams in Kansas mm-hmm. City and, uh, and the backup in, uh, for the giants, Devonte Booker, Daryl Williams had 10 points. Clyde Edwards, O'Leary got hurt that game. So got taken out, but he, Williams has been consistent 10, sometimes above 20 points, pretty much every week, even mm-hmm. when O'Leary has been back. So again, it goes back to and then Devontae Booker, same thing when Barkley was out, was putting up really good points. Without that, without those pickups, I don't think I'd be in this position right now. So again, it, it, I hate to say it, but it's taking a page out of James's book. It's focusing on running backs and and playing the waiver wire, you know, pretty yeah. diligently. So well, you know, parody is a thing in the NFL, and hopefully parody is a thing in Puja Milk reloaded or uh or not. Don't do it and just give the money and, and lose. That's fine too. <laughs> yeah, but um yeah. Well, I suppose with that, we've worked through the tournament bracket. Uh, I, I'll honorable mention uh, and honor the fallen, uh, as we did earlier in co- commenting on their uh, terrorist organization tie look. Uh, Mark Aegis, he's the, I, I announced earlier today, he, he's been given the William Clay Ford Senior Memorial Participant Award. Um, horrible year for Mark. Uh, but good roster, just, you know, uh, been there where maybe your mind wanders, you're you're just not as into it. Uh, so an odd thing to see Mark outside looking in. The same with uh, Nick. So Nick Brazen, offline Brazen. Servi, uh, he, you know, he's kind of a streaky fantasy football player. Some years he's unstoppable. In other years, he's uh, he's on the outside looking in. And then Bear, as we mentioned, um, you know, I think a lot of effort, a lot of heart, uh, not a lot to show for it. He is outside the playoffs again this year. Uh, I will say, incidentally, Bear is an impossible person to trade with. If you've ever attempted to do that, it is extremely <laughs> difficult. Uh, it can happen, but it is a deep negotiation. I think uh, the Armenian genes activate and he goes for the best deal. Uh, he, he's a hard negotiator. Uh, so I offer that as a tip for future, uh, Mike, and, and all and all jest. And anyhow. So with that, we'll take a quick break. We will come back. We will take a very close look at this Puja Bowl 11 uh, matchup, and then we will uh, we'll be back to do that, I guess. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. I sent Julie an edible arrangements bouquet. 
We're best friends. I had one delivered to my parents on their anniversary because I was thinking of them. And for Peter's birthday, a very special party. Edible Arrangements bouquets are gorgeous, made from fresh fruit and taste delicious. You can even add chocolate. So make any occasion special. Ordering is easy. For pickup or delivery nationwide, visit a location, call, or go to ediblearrangements.com. All right, welcome back. It's been a long show and it's been a long season. I hope that you guys are enjoying it. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I will give kudos here to Giacomo as we get into this matchup. Uh, curses be damned. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's in it. He's going to look, I mean, he, he's, he's participating in the show. He's doing it for you guys. He's doing it for me. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> you know, reflecting quickly before we dive into this matchup, this could be could be forgotten that, you know, both Giacomo and I started the season in the tank yeah. I and mean, just in the cellar, uh, you know, weathering abuse from guests on the show, as you, you may recall. Right. Um, but a testament to being able to stick it out, turn it around, not give up, not panic. Uh, it's a long fantasy season. So even if you're in the oh oh and four or one and three range, it is possible. Uh, to put put it, pull it together and and find yourself here. So kudos to you, Giacomo, for overcoming hey. that. And uh... Jimmy Valvano said it best: "Don't give up. Hey. Don't ever give up." <laughs> Jimmy <laughs> Valvano. Uh, this quote. is fantasy yeah. football, but all right, I like it. <laughs> yeah, right, so... I, you know, it's uh, you can't if you just throw in the towel and stop, you know, stop setting your lineup. What's the point? And again, it's it's there's no fun in that either. So right. Well, and it can anything can happen. It, what matters is that your team is in contention for the playoffs, and then you get hot at the right time. If we, you have the right guys in the final, it doesn't matter what you did all season. And we haven't all been gifted by the Lord this fantasy football, uh, you know, just just knowledge, just this golden child, this Tiger Woods of fantasy football, like James Ages. You know, I mean, yeah. that, you know, just from a young age, you know, perennial he, competitor in fantasy football. <laughs> yes, he has. He has truly been. Um, and you. multiple so, leagues too. It it is a truly, truly a David and Goliath uh, type matchup here um, with Giacomo with the rock sling. So we'll see, we'll see how this pans out. But head to head, uh, you know, you got Jalen Hurts going against a, a Aaron Rodgers, presumably. James picked up Trey Lance. Um, he is a Niners homer, so it's possible um, that he's he's going to get crazy with it and and slap him in the lineup. But we'll see. Um, it seems reasonably even, although Rogers is, uh, has the potential to be a pretty explosive quarterback. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, uh, Hertz had three touchdown passes against Washington earlier in the season. Um, their, their past defense, I think it's last or second to last. So Aaron Rodgers, though, I mean, listen, they're at home. Um, I, I think they need to win to, to maintain the number one seed. So I'm assuming he's going to be you know, playing pretty well. I don't think Minnesota's defense is all that great. So, I, I, yeah, you got to hope for a wash uh, when it comes to those, mm -hmm. I think, here. And Deontay Johnson and T. Higgins. T. Higgins has been streaky like we talked about, but you'd expect, I guess, against Kansas City, at least historically, that uh, there will be some points to be scored in that game. So um, we'll see. And the Steelers are pretty unpredictable right now. They are not the Steelers we've all known over yeah. time. But Johnson hasn't got another guy I didn't mention. I mean, he's they, he scored a garbage touchdown last week to give him – he was, I think, 12, 13 points. Projected around that again. He, you know, he seems to be a security kind of blanket for Roethlisberger there. And, and I hope – because I've had Kansas City's defense a few weeks. 
they've been really good on defense. Mm-hmm. So the hope there is they can they can slow down Burrow in the in the Cincinnati passing attack. So we'll see. And then uh, Jacoby Myers and uh, D, I think it's DJ Moore in Carolina. Um, kind of reasonably similar again, streaky. And these aren't your final lineups. I'm sure there'll be some uh, yeah. hemming and hawing here in the coming days. But uh, Daryl Williams, you mentioned earlier, I think it's Daryl Williams. Daryl Williams. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, Daryl Williams and Ronald Jones, number two, uh, who obviously, you know, comes into focus for James. I think he had Fournette also. So uh, good yeah. for him to, to have had the backup plan there. Yep. Uh, Austin Eclair, I know we've talked about him already, is going to looks like he's suiting up this week um, as well as Kelsey, both on your your team there. Hopefully that time off will benefit them. Uh, at least I'm hoping that like we mentioned uh, similar rosters in that other league and looking to lean on those guys. Uh, Michael Carter and Eli Mitchell. Good for James on Eli Mitchell. Just a quick mention on that. That was one of those James spent uncharacteristically high amount of yeah. uh, fab budget early in the year um, and really hard to know how that one was going to play out. Uh, but, you know, g- good for James. Seems like it's been a reasonably good investment and part of a rotation of running backs that he has, uh, you know, I think that gives him a little bit of an edge week to week. Yeah. And they're playing Houston. And and so if you look at, you know, they're projected 11, 11.44 points. Houston, their defense is okay, uh, mm-hmm. but they're not a good team. Michael Carter, for me, that's a guy I banked on with the Jets. And when he's been in there, he's been good. He was hurt a few weeks, but last week, 15 points. Yeah. They get Tampa run D, which we know is not, it's not uh, you know, anybody you usually want to go up against as a running back. But right. We'll see. Well, and you could you could maybe go back to Burkhead, I guess, if you if you felt like you needed to. Um, you got Ubuwale too in Jacksonville. Although yeah. against against New England, um, I don't know. That seems like it's They're risky. All, yeah, I think I'm a, probably banking with i mean that's the guy for the jets um the other two you know the niners need to win so i don't mm-hmm. really I, I don't know it's a tough call I, I might make a change there we'll see we'll see so i i mean i guess one of the places i see here because this is a, it should be a pretty close game between you two i think these teams are reasonably well matched um the jets defense unless james knows something that i don't or sorry pardon me giants defense against the bears that seems a little risky um but we'll see. So that you guys have had had defenses in that contest. Uh, I guess we'll see how that pans out. But you always, at least to me, I hate to see games decided by defense um, <laughs> in fantasy. But it does it does play a factor. Yeah, two bad teams going against each other. Um, they both have decent defenses. I think the Bears have a little bit of a better defense. Plus, with the mm-hmm. Giants, you've got I don't even know the two guys who could start. Fields, at least for Chicago, has played a bit this year. I think James is banking on a couple interceptions maybe from Fields, which is entirely possible. So, you know, I see that being probably a wash there too. Like you said, this is going to, I mean, you know, this could come down to Aaron Rodgers having a 50-point game or or Travis Kelsey having a 50-point game. Who knows? You know, it could come down to that. Well, I'll be watching it. I hope uh, the rest of you guys will be watching just to see, check in, see, Who's going to get to wear the crown? Who's going to hoist the belt wherever it may lie? I think, Jock, when you have it somewhere. So Right next to this class here. You know, yeah. it's funny. When we were all in Grand Rapids together last month, I'm like, what an idiot. I should have brought it, <laughs> present it to you yeah. as the defending champ. And then, but, uh-huh. you know, listen, my scheme over the past couple of years, because I've had it, yeah. um, it, is just as longer, the longer that I have it, mm. um, the sooner it will just be mine. 
So yeah, maybe. well, you know, I, mean, I touch it as little as possible. You know, we, like yeah, we did cover that earlier in the year that you were you're just a terrible Stanley Cup holding guy. <laughs> uh, that, that that is if this was it at all like an interview for that job that you would be not you know out. yeah you'd be out but it could work out I think in just terms of you know logistics you know maybe environmentally friendliness that you just are like oh it's delivered now I'm the champion and I'm holding well listen last I talked to James the other day he was in Croatia it's like what is this I'm not what what am yeah. I sure well he lives in Italy but they were vacationing there you know this for, I'm sorry we don't have this uh Robin Leach lifestyle that you do, you know, that's, that's a real old reference, but it lands, you know, Biggie mentions him. So it's okay. We, we can talk about him. Um, yeah, it, it would, well, let's see. I mean, you know, wherever the belt may land, uh, you know, selfishly for me, what I always like to do with, with, uh, you know, a champion, um, you know, is get some photographs to be able to incorporate oh. in the league. Uh, obviously that. within your home, you've got a professional photographer there. So, uh, should you come away with it? Uh, you know, I'll be asking that favor of Stephanie and, uh, you know, obviously having, having the belt in-house makes those shoots a little easier to schedule. I'd imagine it would be growl. I'll, I'll do all the different WWE poses. The Dudley boys used to wear it around their neck. <laughs> obviously the rock, you know, Stone cold. They never would, would the rock wear it on his waist. Sometimes stone cold. Never though. Always strapped up. Um, yeah, there's so many different ways to do it. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be a great book. I'll invite James to be like behind, like just offset behind me out of background action. Yeah, (laughs) I like it. Well, I will look forward to the outcome of this game. Well, I think mercifully end the show uh, for our friends who, uh, who are listening. I probably will get some hate mail from one Mikey Bagdellian about the length of the program. It doesn't matter. He's not doing anything. He doesn't. He doesn't, he all, he doesn't have anything. What is he going to? Stock like his market? picture, like his Facebook picture you had. He's got a cocktail yeah. in his hand. That's all right. he's doing. He's got yeah. some boozy cocktail in his hand, and he's down in that right now. Yeah, exactly. He's asleep at this point in the show. Yeah, uh, yeah it's three forty-eight in the afternoon. <laughs> this, yeah, this is it's like two thirty a.m. for him. <laughs> it's outstanding. Well, I want to thank anybody who is listening, who did listen over the course of the year. And obviously, thank you all for playing. I think it, it's been a very, very fun league to be playing in. Happy that we're at Puja Bowl uh, 11. Uh, look forward to our next season. Um, but we'll be watching this, uh, this 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 last match with great interest. And, and I wish you all the all the luck in the world, Giacomo. Wish luck thank to you. James, but obviously not no, too much luck. Bad luck. Um, yeah. I, you know, I think if you're James, I think if you're going to lose to somebody, losing to you would probably be a uh, pretty good feeling. Yeah, I think he's he's not as mad as if he lost to you. That's for sure. Absolutely right. When I think I've earned that. Now again, <laughs> yeah, I was no, gonna, I was going to say I um you know uh, wrap up the show, not go too long. I don't know if I've ever told this story on the podcast, but James is a lifelong 49er fan, right? And the first time that I won, uh, well, so yeah, my first championship, which I think was the first year of Puja Milk Reloaded, so that was P- Puja Bowl one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, like the ice bowl of the NFL. Yeah, that was the big <laughs> matchup, right? And it was, I won in some kind of technicality. I think his running back like broke his leg and only got like one point and I won. Um, some weeks later, I sent James a picture of myself and Steve Young holding the championship belt together. <laughs> and I think with the caption, like Steve Young and I were just talking about how bad you are at fantasy football <laughs> and he thinks you suck or so something to that effect. So the idea that, you know, there was a little bitterness in the rivalry for some years, um, 
I just have to acknowledge that that probably was a contributing factor. Who was the player who was all confused? Like, like, what is this thing? Like, who was that? You were telling me. Deion Sanders wanted That's to right, know yeah. what it meant. Um, <laughs> he was like, I don't sign anything that I don't know what it is. So then I had to sheepishly and awkwardly explain, well, it stands for what is PMR? Because he's like, what does PMR mean? What does PMR mean? Um, and he was very patient, you know, like you'd expect him to be. He wasn't just demanding and rude. He was more on the demanding and rude side. In any case, I said, Pooja Milk Reloaded. What's that mean? And I was like, uh, my friend's from Malta. I don't know. It means something to him. It probably come. I don't know what I, what I said to him. Like, I just kind of made a face like, <laughs> do we really have to talk about this, Deion Sanders? Do you really need to know all the reasons what it means? It's got a bunch you of other I mean- Hall of Famer uh, autographs on it. It would have been the best. Like PMR means pump my rear. We're a bunch of <laughs> and yeah, right. uh, we're gay right. men, and we want yeah. you to support our gay men fantasy yeah. league. You can yeah. sign this, or you're canceled. That's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Back then, he wouldn't have signed it, but now no. he's be like, "Oh, I'm all about men who like pump each other's rears." Yes, <laughs> yeah, right. I will sign that's... that for you, sir. This <laughs> <laughs> is a little lube on the end here. It's a little slippery. Let me get yeah. a handle on pump it. Pump my rear. That's so creative. It'll <laughs> you all the way. That's so creative. <laughs> Uh, well, with that high note, guys, we'll tell you more stories about uh, players who've signed the belts, their confusion and or their embracing of the concept. Steve Young, I think, was very confused by the whole arrangement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, there was no discussion of James being bad, but it was fun to tell him <laughs> that. Um, but I wish you all luck. Thank you guys so much. Stay safe. Uh, stay away from the Omicron. Get your booster shots, uh, you know, get your 5G uh, installed in your body or whatever it is that we're worried about. Um <laughs> love you all and uh take care have a very happy new year to you to you hey, and your lovely family Giacomo. you too man onward and upward don't lick any toilet seats <laughs> wow, i can't make any promises i'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you Nice to meet you, Ping Ping.